Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. What's going on, Luca Nation? Memorial Day uh, episode, and I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. Cage, you know, uh, I don't know if you felt it. My energy's been a little lower the last few days, but I I always love days like this. Days like this, I don't know how other people take them. They give me a lot of perspective, right? So take a moment, give a shout out to Memorial Day, to all the fallen soldiers. And, you know, sometimes like, as you're running a business, as you're investing in cards, as you're just living normal day life, we get caught up in like the, the minutia of things. And we fail to realize like, I, and this day gives me a lot of perspective. I hope I'm doing a good job explaining it. Like we're so fortunate. We're so lucky to live in a country where we could pursue our dreams. We could live free. And uh, you know, these are 18, 19, 20, 30, 25 year old young men and women who have passed away to give us the opportunity to live the true life of our dreams, right? And uh, when I get caught up in the minutia, I always use like days like this. Uh, and it's fortunate it came this time of the year. Like we, we have it so good, you know, we have so much opportunity. I want to take a moment, you know, to go a little different direction with our episode here today, but just talk about that. Like, and we have it so good. There's so much opportunity. There's so much to be grateful and thankful for. And, and, and one thing is the, the, the people who have uh, sacrificed for us to be able to live the life that we want. So, that's how I wanted to kick off today's you're, episode. We have a lot of good topics. You're always about the grateful. And you always ask about five. But I'll ask you just for an episode. This is one of these exercises that the, that the guru here, um, you know, a- Andrew Yoda Goldberg, he, uh, so give me two things you're grateful for, not five. Give me two. Give me two things you're grateful for, right? And you can't use um, our active military listeners and our veterans and our folks because I'm going to say thank you to those guys during this episode. But you can give me two. Two things you're grateful for. Let's go. I want to hear it. I wrote them down today. You got grateful, grateful, that I, grateful diary? I wouldn't call it a diary, but sure, you could call it a diary. It's pink. It's actually yeah. orange, dude. It's it's lovely. It's furry. It's got a little lock and a key on it. No, dude. It says, come on. It it's says, orange. It's art. What does it say on the cover? Boys stay out. Not for your eyes. For, my, for Andrew's eyes only. Cool, man. You have a little doodle on there. Could sell that one day as an NFT. All right, what? So, what are you grateful for? I, I I can't believe you don't think it's cool that somebody. So the previous tenant left this journal, and it's Luca Nation colors. It's Luca Nation orange. How did you not give that more love? That's kind of that. That's messed up. I, see, I question your loyalty now. Uh, so first thing, I'm grateful that I learned that the only true competition is with myself, uh, and I'm grateful I have a computer to run a business from, and I'm grateful I have a sister and a family that supports me and loves me. How wow, about that? No, big, that's big I like that I, one. Two more. I try to go. So give me two more. Co- Let's get two. What cover all the ranges. Um, I just closed it. You you heard that clap and act. All right, I'll up. do one more. I'll do one. I'll do one. You ready? You know what I'm grateful sure. for? That I don't have to do that stupid stuff. You do it instead. But that way, both of oh, us have to do it. Opportunity to live the life I've always dreamt of. 
Ooh, I'm still still hungry for more. It's, it's just like, dude, you don't like. I don't know what you're trying to do here, or like the goal of this whole project. Um, <laughs> but but it here's the thing, man. Like we all go through stuff day day and day out. Like we do. We go through stuff, and this helps you recenter your perspective. It lets you set a foundation for the day to to start from. And uh, you don't you could have your own morning routines. I'm not like pushing That's these it. on anybody else. I've just learned the hard way. That like if I if I want consistent results, I've, I have to have consistent habits, and this is a consistent habit that helps me. So you know what I'm trying to do? You said you're low energy for the last couple of days. The only time lower, the only, lower. The, I'm, the I'm only, never low energy. The only tried and true method that I have found over the last almost year of of giving you an energy kickstart is by taking shots at your guru dumb, by 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 poking you, by poking Yoda a little bit. You know, and look, it already happened. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're trying to do here. I don't know what you're doing. Look at the energy. It's flowing. You get all, you get all agitated. So here we go. We can get some high energy. That's going. true. Dude, that is true. That is true. That I don't is know true. what you're trying to do. What, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> look at you, man. You're raring to go already. So listen, it's, it's <laughs> up here. Up here in the Northeast, it rains for like two and a half of this Memorial Day weekend. You know, you got the pool open and it didn't matter. My pool, you know, the water level raised like six inches because it just rain, rain, rain. I finally got outside today a little bit, um, you know, walked a little bit with the family. Um, got to go to a card show yesterday, so that was a little bit of fun. You know, we talked about that obviously on yesterday's episode. Got a, a lot of love in the post, you know, with the showing the kids trading and stuff at the card show. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I am thankful for your sentiment this morning, um, and not not looking past the fact that it is Memorial Day and. Uh, you know, a lot of people gave up their their todays so that we could have tomorrows. So, you know, it is a it's definitely something, you know, worth noting, worth taking a moment to, you know, to acknowledge and to be thankful for. What do you know about Tops 2012 Platinum? But I don't know anything about it. What would you like me to know about it? What sport? Football. Is it Bowman Platinum? Just regular no, just top platinum. So, so, so I'll give you like a, a backstory. So like uh, in the hobby, there's a little bit of angst because card prices have been going down. And, and what I've learned, the best way to kind of get over, you know, some things that have happened in the past is actually to have something exciting in the future to look forward to, right? And Memorial Day always reminds me of we go to the shore. It's the beginning of what? Summer. Summer, yeah. Well, what's the close of summer? Close of summer is the beginning of the NFL. And I started thinking about, let me look at some quarterbacks to buy, some quarterback opportunities for next season. Plus, you guys know, like, the August, looking forward to football season, is one of the best times in the year. Uh, everyone loves that August month. Everyone loves football season. So I, I was like, I'm excited. I wanted to, be, I wanted to have, find something to be excited for. And it was football. And I was looking at a few guys. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson. Okay. And I was thinking one of those three, I came in and was like, I think we have to be a play here. And, and what I kind of came back with was I think Patrick Mahomes is overrated in card prices, in card prices, in card prices, please. Before cage, actually cage is going to agree with that. Cause he, he likes Mahomes. So he's not going to give me the MPJ treatment. But I think Mike, uh, I think Mahomes card prices are, are a little bit overvalued for what he's accomplished. And I think he's going to take a step back this year because of how many games he's played, how much pressure he's had. He's doing commercials. He's doing all of that stuff, and he's just a young guy. 
So I think Patrick Mahone's a bit overvalued. Tannehill, I don't know how you feel about Tannehill, but he was an MVP caliber player last year. And you know he's improved season over season, Cage. He had his career high, uh, 33 touchdowns last season with uh, seven interceptions. So he's a step up. I think Tannehill's a play, but that's not the one I think is the better play. I wanted, I went and looked at Russ Wilson. And why I asked you about Topps Platinum was there's like a 2012 Russell Wilson uh, Topps Platinum X Fractor that just sold for 460 bucks. That's not my play, but I didn't know about that set. So I wanted to ask you, and then I would get into my play, uh, which just, I mean, is. Wow, no, Russell I don't Wilson, know about that set. So 2012, we talked about this with Russell Wilson. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of different cards out there because he had both Prism and Chrome in that year. So there's definitely choices for somebody like Russell Wilson. I, I have not looked at a, a top platinum set, but I will now, now that I'm curious about it. It's, it, was, it was an interesting set, but my play is Topps Chrome. Uh, the, it's a basic play. I think Russell Wilson's getting better and better and better. I think what we've seen with Tom Brady is that quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, can play until their 40s. And I think the reason why is, yes, it's a physical sport, but I think you everyone knows that you build an offensive line and you – have a franchise quarterback in football, and then you build around that. So I, I think Russell Wilson's going to play well into his 40s. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I certainly do. Uh, but more than that, you see his Prism PSA t- uh, 10 from 2012 is 1000 bucks. His top scrum is 600 bucks. So I just think that disparity is going to even out as season approaches. I think people are just going to eventually go for the cheaper option uh, until those are maybe both $1,500 cards because I still think they could appreciate I think the Topps Chrome could actually appreciate a bit more than the Prism. So that's that's my play. Russ Wilson, Topps Chrome 2012, PSA I like 10. It. I like it. You know, I, I don't know who plays to the 40s now. These guys are making a lot of money um, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you wouldn't think it would be him because his style of play involves his legs as well. But even though I think we'd be going into his 10th season now, he really doesn't seem to take those huge hits. Like, he's elusive enough where, you know, he, he doesn't seem to – you know, to, to end up, uh, you know, taking those monstrous hits that some of the other mobile quarterbacks do. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a long career ahead of him. I'm not 100% sure about this. I thought I heard it during the season this year because he was starting off with – it was him and Rodgers would talk about, like, MVP talk and Mahomes MVP talk, you name it. But I'm not 100% sure whether or not he was one who had – even though he plays at such a high level, had he – I know he hasn't won an MVP. Or, you know, I, I don't know if he's ever even gotten an MVP vote. Right. And then people were talking about, oh, he's definitely going to get some this year. And then Rodgers just kind of ran away with it and, you know, the, the whole deal. So it's, um, you know, he always seems to start off kind of like a house on fire as well um, and then kind of like tail off. But yeah, I mean, listen, for $600 PSA 10, especially when you compare them to the prices people are paying for Mahomes cards. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a bargain. So, and I like looking at football now too because not a lot of people are. Cage, so you, you know this. In football, you sometimes you got to knock, knock, knock on the door until someone lets you in. So, like, they're always around. The Seahawks are always in contention. And football isn't basketball. It's just a freakishly I, – I don't even know the right adjective or word to use to describe it. But, like, it's a game of inches, and it's not the Seahawks are bad. They're one or two or three players on both sides of the ball away from being in the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, anything can happen. So, so I, could, I could fully see the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl this season. Because they have Russell Wilson, they have an offensive line, and they have a championship coach – they have the 12th man, the fans, they have everything in their favor to build around. So you know how it is in football. You're, you're never like you're, you're, you're in it, in it, in it. And then you add a few players in the offseason and then you're, you're right there in contention to win the Super Bowl. And I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks are in the Super Bowl this season.
Yeah, no. I mean, they're always a contender. Always, always, always a contender. He's never really had a bad team around him. So I like the play. So here's mine, and you tell me what you think about this, right? So the NBA is sort of moving towards this, right? Um, you know, no, you don't give the big man any love, right? The center doesn't really get any love. Although this year we got the big men. You know, the Embiid was getting a little love. The Joker is probably going to win the MVP. You got a big man. But what everyone is looking for is everybody's looking for a seven-footer who can shoot the three. Everybody's looking for a stretch player like that. Somebody who's huge. Stop stealing my Gote Batazde play. You're not going. Go, go, Batazde. Everyone, no. No everyone knows that's my guy. No, so so that's not my play. Right? So, and, uh, so, but here is my play. You ready? My play is, um, and I've talked about this a bunch, and you know I mentioned Devontae Graham. You guys know I talk about him all the time. But what I would tell folks to do, you know, we want to have strategies, right? We want to strategies here. I got a great message today. Um, from a listener basically saying, hey, you know, thanks for the honesty. Thanks for what you and Andrew do and not coming on it every single day saying, well, you know, you don't want to lose money. Move all of your collection now into low pop numbered versions of cards. Says, you know, if I want to get that, I'd listen to every other podcast that's out there because, you know, we're all geniuses now. Uh, The base is not where you want to be. Uh, Everybody should be rich already because they've already sold all their PSA 10 prisms. Uh, just move those into the low pop numbered cards. Okay. Well, great guys. You know, you can't just do that. You know, it's not just, let's just flip a switch and move our collections over to what's not going down as much. It's great. It looks great. It sounds great. But the vast majority of people are out there sitting with their, uh, their PSA 10 prisms in one hand and their junk in the other saying, what am I supposed to do right now? So here's what you do, right? Not everybody can buy those numbered cards. Not everybody can buy those, 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 those autos, those RPAs. And I think there's still money to be made on the right plays of those base cards. All right? So here's the, here's the research that goes into it, guys. Basketball is going to end soon. All right? And for a lot of people, basketball has already ended. I want you to go to Safari or Google or whatever search term, whatever, whatever you know, search engine you use. I want you to type in 2021 NBA free agents. And what you'll find is most likely a top 30 list, a top 50 list, a free agent tracker, something that's going to show all the free agents. Now, you might get an analysis of all of them, right? Some of them will be unrestricted free agents, which means they're going to be tested the box. Some will be restricted free agents. Some will have team options. Some will have player options, right? I want you to go through all of them. And then I want you to check the news on the couple that you think are plays, right? A couple of them you think make sense. A couple of them that, that made a, had, maybe had an off year this year, right? Okay, do you want me to read them out to the, for, for Luke and No, Nation? I'm going to give you one right now. But you can read. You can read because, because the play is not only my play. There are a half dozen plays here. But I'm going to give you the one. Laurie Mark. Give him the one. Laurie Mark. Laurie Mark. Wow. Yep. Yep. So this is out of this entire free agent class, Cage went with Laurie Market. And here's why, right? I think you buy him now, 23 years old, seven footer, who in a down year last year still shot over 40% from three. Okay. Now, that's going to be somebody who has already said, and here's why I pick him. Because a lot of these guys, it's going to be a non issue that they're free agents. It's going to re sign with their team, right? He's already said he's testing the free agent market. He's not coming back. He's going to test the market. He's going to see what kind of offers he gets out there. And the Celtics are kicking the tires on him. A lot of news out there. A lot of smoke about how Danny Ainge is looking for somebody taller than Tristan Thompson. And look for somebody else who might actually be able to provide some offense. When, hmm, I don't know, maybe Jalen Brown gets hurt. Maybe Kemba Walker's not there. And Jason Tatum's got to score 65 points every time they get out on the court just to keep his team close. The dude makes sense. 
He would fit in their offense. He'd fit in what they're doing there. And I'm not saying he's going to land there. But what I'm saying is when people start having articles like that, and that's an article that came out today, right? People have articles like that. People have, oh, where's he going to land? Where's he going to go? His PSA 10 Prism rookie card is $40 right now. Sold this week for $40, right? For $300, we really want to go big time and invest last week. One of his blue ice out of 99 PSA 10 sold for $300, right? So you want to go nuts? Go ahead and do that. You want to get something in between? 100 bucks? Go ahead. Silvers? Less than $100. I'm telling you, 40 bucks. And it's probably going to get cheaper over the next week or two during the playoffs. So nobody's looking at lowering marketing. But people are still selling them, right? Because they're coming back from PSA because they were submitted probably before this season started when he had a little bit of a down year shooting 40% from three as a seven-footer. 30 bucks, maybe 35 bucks cash. You find somebody selling these things online, and what's going to happen? He's going to sign with the Celtics, or he's going to sign with some other team that has a fan base that has another player on it, and people are going to talk about how he's going to be the piece that moves them ahead from where they ended this year, right? And that's all you need. I don't even care if you sell this card before he sets foot on the court for another team, but at 30 bucks. If his PSA 10 goes to 60 bucks, if you buy it at 40 bucks and it goes to 60 bucks, you made 50%. I mean, come on now. You know, you're, you're, it is one of those plays. Now, Andrew can read off a list of the other players on here, the other top guys on the list. A lot of the top guys are guys who are already high-priced. People like Kawhi Leonard, people like Chris Paul. They're going to be the top of all those lists. And those are not the players I'm looking for you to invest in, per se, because I'm looking for uh, uh, you could buy volume. You know, you, you find somebody with, uh, with, a, with a stack of Lurie Markkinen and maybe for $500, you know, you're getting 15 of his PSA 10s and you're flipping them all like crazy before the next season starts when, when you see some workouts of him with the next team or the day it's announced that he signs with that next team. You're putting them on Star Stock or wherever it may be. And either that's another part of the play. Buy them now, get them into Star Stock, put them in there, and that way when the news drops – of, uh, of the Celtics signing him or whoever signs him, you sell him that day. No shipping, no problems, no backseas. Go for it, man. I lo- I, no, I, I like to play. Um, I, the thing about Laurie Marketing, I have a really good friend from Finland. So I've been watching Laurie Marketing since his University of Arizona days. He's the kind of guy who has everything except for the it factor. He always kind of shies away. He's always becomes like a third, fourth, fifth option. But the way you expanded on the plan, you said, you know, uh, by the hype, sell the news. When when he does move and they start talking about, is he the final piece for the Celtics? The, the news will drive the price up, and that's a great opportunity to sell. So so I totally totally agree. I'm not I'm not gonna. You want me to read some of these? I don't no, I don't want to read them. There's other names on the list. I mean, there's plenty of names on the list. You know, guys who are still playing now in the playoffs. You know, Norman Powell's on the list, right? Um, you know, Devontae Graham, who I've mentioned, is on the list, right? Bobby Portis is on the list. The kid Bryn Forbes, who just had a monster game for uh, for the Bucks. Um, you know, but these are guys who are playing in the playoffs, right? So, yeah, if they get knocked out, you have a chance. I'm talking about somebody who's already been eliminated, you know what I mean? Who no one's looking at, and they won't be looking at during the playoffs either. So, but yeah, it's a great you can play. find the list. You can find the list anywhere, right? And this is, guys, this is, this, I do this because it's exactly what Andrew tells me I have to do every single episode, which is don't give you guys the fish. Give you guys a fishing pole. Tell you how to put the hook on the line. Tell you how to put the lure on. Go get a worm and put it on the hook. And then you can fish yourselves. You how, how much do you pay for your worms? <laughs> I take them out of the garden, man. I take them right out of the garden. You know? Maybe I'll fly fish. 
you could do that. You know, you even see a river runs through it. Looks like like looks like you know it's pretty cool. Like a little artistry there with the fly fishing. You know, no, you right. don't like the fly fishing. But yes, I, I do. What I else? do. What else have we got? You want to give me some? Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little. Here's what I want to hear from you because it's NBA. I know you want to talk about it, but here's what I want from you. A couple days ago, you could say the Clippers were done, and it looks like Dallas may come out of the West. Right now, two games later, I said you could say it. I didn't say you did say it. I said you could say okay. it. Now, now two games later, you could say the exact opposite: that Dallas looks done, and the Clippers look like a world beater out of the West. A lot of that is just parody, right? A lot of that is just none of these teams look like world beaters anyway. But what's your take on that series? Well. First thing, guys, we have this show called uh, Scouts with Conrad. So that's where we do a deep dive. We do it twice a week now. Uh, so if you want to listen to it and kind of follow along with the NBA playoffs as we go, and you might not have time to watch all of the games in depth, tune in. It's on the same Luca Nation Network YouTube channel. So just tune in. We've been doing it for a little while. It's fun. Um, what's my take on this series? I believe I said that the, the Mavs shot 35 for 70 in the first two games. They shot the lights out from three-point range, 50% from three-point range, and that's a volume. That's a lot of 73-pointers. Uh, for context, there's teams like the Spurs who shoot 10 three-pointers a game. Uh, they were just overperforming. They were just overperforming. Luca was carrying them. Uh, but we've talked about this time and time again. I guess I was never a Kristaps Porzingis believer. Um I was never a Josh Richardson believer. So I always thought these those two guys were way, 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 way overvalued. And even Tim Hardaway, who could go off sometimes, is, is pretty good. But other than that, I just think they shot lights out, and it's a regression to the mean. They're not a good shooting team. They're not a good offensive team. Uh, Luca, Luca looks a little bit banged up, but frankly, even if he wasn't, like, they're just not a good team. They haven't been a good team all season. Uh and they overperformed all year. So th that's my take on it. And the Clippers played so poorly. And they were still close in, in those games. So I think it's just a, a regression to the, the mean. The Clippers are good, man. The Clippers are a jump shooting team, though. That, that's really what's difficult about them. They, they take a ton of jumpers. And, and, and they, like Charles Barkley always says, uh, uh, you live and die by the jumper. So sometimes your shot's not falling and other teams' three-pointers are. It's really hard to stay, stay in games. Uh but I think they're attacking more. I love that Tyron Luce playing Terrence Mann more. I just think he's a good player. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't play more. Put a lot of energy. Yeah. A lot of rebounds. A lot of like kept them at a pace, right? That Dallas well, it didn't seem like they could keep up with. Yeah. They, sometimes he plays Reggie Jackson. And I understand playing Reggie Jackson if you're a below 500 team. But you don't need more scoring. Why, why do you need to give Reggie Jackson 10 to 15 shots a game? Give those shots to Kawhi and, and Paul George and have someone like Terrence Mann who comes off the bench uh, or is, even put him in the starting lineup, frankly, in my opinion, who brings so much energy. I, I've never been a Reggie Jackson guy. I don't understand his value. So it, it's just a, a bit of gamesmanship. Dallas out overperformed in, in L.A., and I think the Clippers are the kind of regression to the mean. Uh, I think the Clippers are a better team. I said it on scouts. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of the West, man. There's no one else. I, well, I, I think you could it, say that for every single team. Literally right now, I, I would not be surprised. No matter what team come out of the West, I wouldn't be surprised. Because there no, there's no one that you'd be like, oh, that team is so head and shoulders above anybody else. They're not. And I saw a stat today at, at 538.com, you know, the, the, the stat thing, the one that called the last two elections very wrong. Um, but we'll just pass on election <laughs> stuff where they're, they're like a sports thing, right? So, but anyway, um, you know. They said right now, Utah. Utah's favored to win the whole thing. 
definitely favored to come out of the West, the Jazz. And yeah, but you told, but Cage, me, you told me the Jazz doesn't make it out of this first round series. I wouldn't be that surprised, you know. So right. Well, well, I think you have to clear the smoke away. Like there's when this happens, when there's a lot of parity, there's a lot of smoke. I think there's no other team with two guys. I would even say three guys, but but really Kawhi and Paul George. Who's better out of the West? What team has better talent, more proven talent right now? Anthony Davis is injured with the groin. Yeah, but I'm not worried about that. LeBron has shoulders. LeBron has shoulders that are made to carry. They're made to put the weight on those shoulders. He's ready. LeBron's ready. LeBron's playing very weird basketball right now. He's 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 not attacking the rim a lot. He's not attacking the rim a lot. He's not being very aggressive. Uh, but we have Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, who? okay, Utah's a good team, but I'll take Kawhi over Donovan Mitchell any day. So I think I, I disrespect just think the, Rudy Gobert. You want to have some fun with this. You want to have The to disrespect say. is terrible. All right, so listen. So here you are. You've been a believer in the Wizards all year long, and you're also a Philadelphia guy. Philly closes it down tonight. Sweep. They take the brooms with them. Yeah. I've been a believer in the Wizards, but at the end of the day, like you need players to play. Talent wins in the league, and the Sixers have, I mean, seven, eight guys. The Wizards have two guys, literally two guys. The rest of their team is butt, just trash. So, yeah, coach butt holds there. But, but I mean, <laughs> I, I see no value predicting of the game today because it, I think the Wizards could win this game, and the Sixers win the next one. It's the same way the Celtics beat the Nets in that game. Are they sick? Like, is it? Is it kind of an overmatched series? Did you? Watch I, my the prediction game, was. Did you watch the Nets game? A little bit. I, I, it's kind of boring. Game, it's it's hard to predict. It's hard to see somebody beating the Nets. It really is. Like you know, you Durant, you, 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 you believe it's that? Hard, it's yeah. It's hard to see somebody. They're playing the a G League Celtics. It doesn't team. matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, ma- like, it matters dramatically. It matters. Like I can I can You don't understand how much it matters. Those three guys. Right, those three guys—they just—they're going to come out cold versus the Bucks because of that's the, very possible. Gonna, it's very possible. They're going to come out a great for a half. Yeah, and they did. They came out cold <clears> against <throat> the Celtics in the first half too. The Bucks—the Bucks are going to give them a good run. They are. But you know what? I was looking at—I watched that whole game yesterday. I know it's the Celtics, and I know they don't have anywhere near the team that that they you know they should put up with. And they you know, they played like a perfect first quarter. But you know, I I'm watching it. I'm like, oh wow, Harden's not really putting up the numbers that KD and Kyrie are putting up. They hit very contested shots. They hit hard shots. You know, like they, they just show up when they need to show up. Um, and it's funny because I'm like, oh, wow, I wonder if all three of them could score 30 points. Because at one point, like at halftime, I think they all had 15 or more. I'm like, I wonder if all three of them scored 30 points. At one point in the third quarter, they the three of them had outscored the entire Celtics team, right? But I'm like, all right, Harden's really tailing off. Like he's not scoring as much as the other two. And then I looked at the, I looked at the stat line. I think he had 17 or 18 assists to go with his 20-something points. I mean, like. It's weird because during the season, I, I thought to myself, all right, it's going to be difficult to see these guys play together. It's three egos. It's three on-ball guys. It's three guys who need the ball in their hand. It's three egos was the right word. I'll say the beginning and the end. But what I've been most surprised about is Harden basically saying, you know what? I don't need to be the guy. I don't need to be the alpha. I will create offense. He had this sick behind-the-back pass to KD where KD hit a three. It was just I'm losing you a little bit here, Cage. Um, Out of nowhere. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm losing you a bit. To, I hear you. I mean, to think Harden would be the guy who would be willing to take a backseat and just have assists and just be the guy to say, you know what, I don't have to score. I don't have to have the ball in my hand every single time. I don't have to be shooting these step-back threes and whatnot, let these guys do it. it it's, 
that alone made me more of a believer in the Nets. Could they get beat by the Bucks? Sure. I think it's going to be a great series. But just watching the three of them on the court, which you didn't get to see that often, and seeing that they all they, they didn't have to all score. Like, they were playing roles and playing well together. I watched that, and I'm like, all right, this team's going to be dangerous. That's all. So I, my official predictions are going to be the, is the Bucks are going to upset them. But I'm not saying – so let's just take that away for a second. Uh, I agree with everything you said. The only issue is they haven't faced any adversity. They haven't faced any game-time adversity this season. So it's easy – like you're saying, that like they're trading off being alphas. One game Kyrie's an alpha. One game Durant's an alpha. One game Harden's an alpha. That's all great until you're playing in a bigger game, in a game where it's 2-2 and you're playing at home and you need someone to make that last shot. Or it's 3-3, game seven. Who's making that? So – it's easy to say now when they're playing kind of a preseason game, which they know they're going to win no matter what, versus when they face a little bit of pressure. Who does get the ball? Are they selfless enough at that point? And I'm not saying they are or they aren't. I think there's still – there's no evidence on it. The jury's out on it. So you say the Bucks win. I say it, it, it nets in six or less. I don't even think the Bucks. the Bucks are good, but I don't think they go – I don't think they win – I, don't, I definitely don't think they win that. I don't think that's that hard. It's it's, it's a it's a ta- it's a talent versus heart type of uh, right. It's talent versus heart. What do you think? Well, I, I mean, I don't. No, no, I don't think it's that at all. I think that the what the Bucks have showed you year after year is that if you can shut down Giannis, um, you'll do fine against them. And they have not really done much to bring talent in around them to give uh, another, you know, like another layer. Um, I know Adam Rips will listen to this and be upset with me because he talked about them bringing in Bobby Portis and, and yeah, it was a great move. Uh, you know. <laughs> Why did you twitch like that? Because <laughs> it's Bobby Portis. It's like, <laughs> Bobby Portis, <laughs> you know, but so, so that's not scaring anyone. Just, um, it, uh, not. I think if the Nets play their game, they beat anyone. That's. Well, I think the big weird. question is, how good will Giannis be on offense? I think that's actually the biggest differentiator because, you know, Jordan was in a similar stage here in his career, right? Yep. Six seasons. He was he won a lot. He had a lot of accolades. He kind of burst onto the scene a lot like Giannis has. He's improved a lot, but he couldn't get over that hurdle. And I think at 26, 27 is when he first did. Uh, and I think it was when Dennis Rodman actually joined the team. I'm not comparing Drew Holiday to Dennis Rodman, but uh, – but I guess Jordan had a more refined, more polished offensive game, like shooting 46% from the free throw line, being very inconsistent from three-point range. But but hypothetically, don't you think that Giannis is the X factor in this? I think Giannis can score 50 a game and they still lose. As you think Giannis Tatum. scores 50? I think he could and score they lose? 50 a game. I think he could score 50 a game, just like Tatum scores 50 Peter scores 50 on the Celtics uh, team that has no second or third tier score. Well, Chris Middleton is no Scottie Pippen, and they don't have a Horace Grant. It's a very different comparison. I know what you're trying to say, I, I, and, and it's very possible. I, I'm I presenting Bucks, a scenario. I think the Bucs are a very good team. Um, I think the Bucs will win a game, maybe two. But I think the Nets are just – the Nets are just – I don't even think they've played you know, out of neutral yet. So, what if Giannis has like a Jordan esque uh, series? Would that change your th- your thinking on him? Because, uh, and I'm not saying that I am thinking this or not, but I think it's a very defining series for Giannis and his career. 
I think Steve Nash could start fouling Giannis in the middle of the third quarter. And it wouldn't matter. Uh, he might. He might. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this Giannis, until he beats you, I don't I don't buy Giannis until he beats somebody. I don't buy him. Would you buy would you buy like hypothetically and buying the Giannis cards after he wins the series? No. Because it'll be too no, late. I, I don't buy anybody who can't shoot at least 75% from a free throw line. Because as much as you work on your game, you can't do that. Work on your game a little more. Gotcha. You're, you're not interested in engaging debate. By the <laughs> way, I'm only kidding. You're talking I'm to me like, like you I'm know, a... You know I'm a huge Shaq fan, so that's clearly – the free throws is clearly, <laughs> sure, a, sure. clearly a lie. But no, so – no, honestly, no, I, I – if he surprises me, sure. I mean, look, I think Giannis is a decent investment. I really do because I, I, even if he doesn't get over the hump this year, I wouldn't really blame him. He is a supreme athletic talent. He's a great defensive player. He's done more with less than basically anyone in the NBA. Right? Everybody else who has succeeded has had a, a Robin, has had that B player. And some of them have a C player. You know what I mean? Um you know, look at LeBron. LeBron, you know, he's always had a better player than whatever when, what Giannis has ever had. You know what I mean? Every championship LeBron has, he's always had a player on his team that's better than anything that Giannis has had during his career. So Wade and know, Chris Bosh and Ray yeah, Allen. Yeah, and, and Kyrie. And Kyrie and, and Kevin Davis, Love. And Anthony Davis. And, I mean, you know, I mean, come on now. So, so I'm not – there's nothing against Giannis. It really is more about the Bucks. And I like Giannis. I really do. I think he's a great talent. I think he's, a, you know, an amazing player. But, you know – the Bucks, they spent some money, but what did they put around them? Just to put a bow on this, uh, and I, I love this discourse. I've, I'm asking those questions really specifically. It's actually one of my topics here. Uh, my thesis, my hypothesis is there's no player that has more to gain from the next series and from this NBA playoffs in general. I think most people's legacies, if you kind of look around, are, are set. Uh, but if you look at Giannis – he can really his cards could really jump if he wins this the championship. And I don't think there's enough like LeBron loses, who cares? Kevin Durant loses, who cares? Uh, I don't know his about leg- that. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think you think his cards take a dip? I think yeah, def- definitely because they've been steamed up so high because everybody expects them to win a championship. Not to mention, you want to talk about the 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 fuel to the fire of KD could only win with a super team, and even when they put him on a super team, he can't sure. do it. So that sure. is definitely his cards will dip, but like it's nothing that you can't hold through. But let's so there's that's the negative. But look at the positive. Does Kevin Durant's cards really appreciate if he wins? Does does uh, LeBron's cards really go up if they win? So yeah, I think Giannis's cards go. I think Giannis's cards go berserk if he wins the NBA playoffs. Uh, yeah, NBA but finals. but yes, that's true. But so would so many other people. So would so would Luca's. So would Trey's. I mean, obviously, anybody who's who wins an NBA championship who has never done it before, their cards go up tremendously because that's the hugest box to check. Saying that 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 that's a reason why Giannis can beat the Nets. That doesn't mean shit. Everybody's cards go up that haven't won it before. I mean, you don't think Luca's cards go crazy? You don't think Trey's cards go crazy? Of course they do. Does Giannis have more to gain than the Nets people have to lose? Sure. If that's your point, I'll concede it. Yes, but but I mean. He has nobody to help him. I mean, I'm thrilled, and I would love to be proved wrong because I'm not a huge Nets guy, and you know I don't love Kevin Durant. Um, I just I've watched a lot of their games. I definitely watched a lot of this series, and I know it's against the Celtics, and they're they're basically like a G League team without you know without their talent. They have nobody there, but um, 
I'm I'm a believer in the Nets. I could very well be wrong. And I'd love to see Giannis win, man. The guy's done everything right. He stayed in the right place. He you know, he stayed there. He stayed in his hometown team there. You know, he didn't leave and try to join a super team. He'd be a legit like Dirk level guy, right? Like I did it. I did it against super teams. I did it against whoever he's going to wind up being in the West. And, you know, he brought a title to the team that drafted him and took a chance on him and, you know, that he built up that team and that city based on that, that team. It would be a huge thing. It would be a huge story, 100%. But, you know, you got to have the horses. So, so my argument – so, Luca Nation, you, you guys decide this. Who do you guys – what single player do you think has the most to gain – from winning a championship this season. I'll, I'll leave it up to the nation to decide. I, I think it's Giannis. While you were talking, I was kind of like, yeah, Luke could Trey, but I truthfully, I don't think they're even in contention to win with, with their current team. I just don't think – whereas Giannis has always been on that cusp of right there, and I think that he has an opportunity to – from an investor standpoint, to be a blue-chip kind of investment, uh, similar to Durant and and uh, LeBron. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Listen. I hear you. I mean, if you want to say who's the closest, right? Didn't he go to the finals already once and just missed out on the finals last year by getting knocked out by the Heat? So, yeah, well, he's, he's always been on the he, cusp. Right, and but he's also been a two-time MVP. He's also a defensive player of the, of the year or a candidate. I don't know if he won defensive player of the year. Those are the two things Trey, ha, Trey and Luca haven't done. Uh, so, it, it's interesting. It's just a debate. Luca Nation, this, I'll put a bow on it. Happy Memorial Day. Enjoy the family time. We love you. We'll be back. This episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.